Welcome to Compliance Beat, the podcast for compliance and ethics professionals. We provide practical insights and answer your questions about compliance and ethics. Together, we'll stay up to date on current trends so that your program stays effective. Brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Here's your host, Eric Moorhead. Welcome, and this time we have a special interview with Brian Odekirk. He and I are going to talk about training, compliance training trends for 2018. Uh, since it is the beginning of the year, or uh, now uh, getting into February, uh, many companies are thick into uh, planning out their training and communication for the next year. And we talked a little bit about communication in one of the most recent podcasts, and I thought it would be good to talk a little bit about what uh, compliance training trends are out there. And so I'm going to play that interview for you here in just a minute. Uh, But first, I want to, as always, uh, encourage you to please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Um, And please uh, feel free to reach out to us if you have any comments, any questions, any suggestions for future episodes. We certainly want to hear from you. I also want to mention uh, that uh, on February 28th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, um, I will be uh, delivering a webinar called Updating Your Code of Conduct Best Practices. That's in conjunction with the Clear Law Institute. You can find their information at clearlawinstitute.com. For those of you that need to get CLE credits for your law license or need to get CCB credits for your uh, CCEP certification, uh, those are available uh, by listening and participating in that um, event. It uh, gets you an hour of credit. So please check that out. The link will be in the show notes for this podcast. So with no further ado, I want to go ahead and play my recent interview with Brian Odekirk. Today, I have a special conversation with an old friend of mine, Brian Odekirk. Brian has been in the e-learning and training space for about 20 years and has done just about everything you can in the space, uh, working from everywhere from higher education to corporate training to training vendors. Uh, that's where he is now. He's with uh, Edgepoint Learning out of Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, but for the past few years, he has really focused on uh, training solutions in the governance risk and compliance space, which is obviously what we care about. And I wanted to get somebody in who's uh, kind of dealing in, with client, with uh, companies and organizations on the day-to-day basis on what they're doing to try to solve these problems to talk about some of this. And uh, so welcome, Brian. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate you having me today. Uh, first off, since we're here at the beginning of the year, uh, I've done a couple of episodes talking about trends and, and expectations, uh, and I think that's something that's still on everybody's mind as we're uh, getting ready to jump into February. Uh, what uh, for, for 2018 and even beyond, I guess, uh, what are some key trends that you see developing in the e-learning space that people ought to be aware of? Yeah, you know, I think I think as you look at the trends for this year, it helps to talk about some of the trends from last year and kind of where we've been and where it's going to. So obviously, everyone's been kind of working through the, the micro learning, which is you know the shorter and the more awareness driven content for several year, years now. Um, and by now, I think everybody's really on board with this, this strategy. I mean, whether that's to use this this shorter content for uh, a refresher or a lead in for larger training. Uh, you may have even heard the term edutainment out there, um, you know, and, and that's basically making your content short and memorable like like commercials. 
Um, where we're going from that is there's really a, a big focus on sharing user-generated content. So you might hear the term social learning out there. That's been made much easier with kind of mobile technology advancements and user adoption of mobile technology. And think about it like this too. So Eric, when you're at home and something breaks, maybe like the garbage disposal, you know, what do you usually do to find guidance on, on how to fix that? You probably look at at something on YouTube, right? Yes. You know, probably, yeah. Somebody's created a video to show you how to fix it. You know, sometimes these are done by individuals, or sometimes they're they're sponsored by companies. Um, and either way, uh, that the individual creating the video has probably taken this with their phone or tablet, you know, not some professional recording equipment. Uh, and you're probably watching it on your phone or tablet as well. It's just so easy for users to create content now on their mobile devices. Now, the hard part, though, is uh, it, it's hard for a company training administrator to collect and kind of screen, right? You have to make sure. Curate it, yeah. Right. Uh, and organize and make that content available for uh, for members of an organization. Um, and so really the trend is having a distinct, kind of focus on on your on, on mobile and having a strategy for mobile uh, and, and specifically for compliance training. I think in, in the compliance space for a long time, the uh, pervasive attitude is to simply check the box and, and make sure that something, quote, unquote, works on, on a mobile device, uh, but not really making sure that this content was optimized for mobile, nor was there a specific delivery and rollout strategy uh, for mobile. Um, just food for thought, Deloitte recently re released uh, some statistics as part of their global mobile consumer survey. Uh, and for the U.S., smartphone penetration is, is at about 82% now. Um, and they say for the younger generation, it's at 93%. I'm not sure what they mean by younger generation, but I'll assume it's somebody younger than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, with, with smartphone use being so high and more and more taking their training um, and getting that information when and where it's convenient for them, um, and it might not necessarily be at their best, you know, I'm really seeing the trend be towards gearing your training and your deployment uh, for mobile. Well, what, what's interesting to me about this is, uh, and I think you hit on it right in your answer, is that uh, when you're when you're thinking, you know, people really want to get to mobile platforms. They want to get to tab tablets and they want to get to phones. And that's something that has been true now for, you know, three or four years at least. But uh, what has ended up happening a lot of time is, is that they, they, they want the platform, but they're not sure about what the content should be. And, doesn't, and, and the content uh, that is sometimes developed doesn't really take advantage of the uniqueness, if you will, of a mobile platform or a phone in particular, as you say, that has video capabilities and recording capabilities and, and things that allow it to be a, a much more interactive experience with the learner than maybe traditionally has, has been the case. Uh, what I would say, and I, I'm not talking to people about training every day in the same way you are, but I still see people that are, for lack of a better term, scared. <laughs> <laughs> of, yeah. of 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 changing the content that significantly if 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 you were talking to somebody who like me is is an is an older scared person <laughs> who who is not too sure you know I like the idea of being able to reach my people out there in the world wherever they are on a tablet but I 
I'm a little bit worried about content that's different from the content I've been rolling out for the last 10 years. What, what, what words of, of, of solace do you have for, for the person that's worried about the, the new, the new, you know, new content? Sure. Sure. So I, I first I'd say is, is don't worry. Um, you know, there are kind of commercially available solutions to basically create uh, any e-learning for, for mobile out there. And it, it's fairly simple to develop. And, you know, I think one of the things about mobile is, you know, in, in our profession, you might not have a strong technology background, right? So some of these things, when you, when you start to venture out, okay, we need to make a mobile app or we need to, to have a mobile strategy for our code of conduct campaign for, for 2018, right? And then you start to peel back the layers of the onion and you, and you, and you get a lot of folks that are asking questions like, oh, well, uh, do you have, you know, what is our uh, bring your own device strategy? Do you have appeal taking training on their own device? Or um, what platform is this going to be developed in? How long is it going to last? Um, what I would say is there's a lot of kind of comfort in that the technology is is ready and there for you. And it's just having that leap of faith. Sometimes your, your old content, uh, while it's good, you've probably invested a lot of money in, so let's just say you're a global company, you've probably invested a lot of money in translations, right? So kind of retaking that training and kind of almost abandoning it and creating something else is, is a little bit, you know, uncomfortable. Um, so here are some things that, that I've seen folks do to make this a little bit easier and where mobile is going to help everyone in the future. Um, so when you think of, of a lot of global organizations, the, the big challenge is, is that you not only have kind of this, this workforce with smartphones that may not be at their desk, you also probably have a, a big population that it may not work behind a desk. Let's just say you've got, um, you know, 50% of your workforce that's out in the field in trucks, and that's all that they have. Um, so the good news is you're you're far more equipped now to get them the training and information that, that they need that's going to work for them than you were three or four years ago. Um, I think the other thing too that you'll see is there's a lot of really innovative things in mobile that are allowing companies to be able to address some of the other problems that you've had historically with, with training and, and more specifically compliance training. So you've got, um, maybe you've got a business that has um, a, a bunch of independent companies operating um, outside of your central HRIS system and you may not know where everybody is based. Or maybe you've done quite a few acquisitions um, and you haven't integrated all of those uh, new team members under your, your your network, or maybe you've got a, a workforce that's very mobile. Um, there are some very innovative things with uh, QR codes, uh, location services, geofences, uh, and beacons that are going to enable you to get the training out to your workforce uh, where they need it and kind of when they need it all through their mobile device. Um, and kind of, Eric, one of the other things, too, to give you a little more comfort, you know, creating that training is just about as, as easy as, as creating um, creating a PowerPoint or, or creating, if you're going to do a video-based training, creating uh, a video at home on your phone. Well, that that that's, I would say, somewhat comforting because, you know, I'm a glass half-empty guy, but, but, but still, uh, you mentioned one other related question, which you and I actually were talking about before we uh, we started recording. When you talk about infrastructure, one of the other big investments that organizations have is around LMS. Um, 
you know, one of the questions, again, I don't talk about training day in, day out like you do, but one of the questions that frequently comes up with clients over the last couple of years is, do we want to, you know, our, our, our LMS is getting kind of creaky. Do we want to update our LMS or, you know, we're worried that things are changing so fast out there. Uh, that maybe, you know, it would be a mistake to invest a lot into a new LMS or a revised LMS now. And then additionally, kind of related to that, uh, companies are now getting used to um, moving a lot of their services out into the cloud, you know, software as a service. Uh, right. And LMS really falls into that. Uh, and and uh, what's what are you seeing with clients uh, with regards to LMS? Are are more and more aban- more and more companies abandoning identified LMS that they control? Uh, what what do you see out there? I'm going to narrow this down to, to just the kind of the compliance space. I think that's sure. really where we're focusing. Yeah, you know, most sure. organizations, larger organizations, are going to have some some sort of learning management system, but that's probably probably within the HR function, right? Some, someone in HR probably owns this, this relationship and it owns administering this, get this, um, this excuse me, the system uh, to get kind of all the other training out for the organization, you know, the soft skills, the management training. Kind of in the compliance space, the, the challenge has always been uh, kind of twofold. One, you know, be, because the, the nature of our training is so sensitive and we have to have these records, um, we, we almost have to have administrative rights. So sometimes that always doesn't work well with the HR team who doesn't want to give give us administrative rights. So there are, I say it's split down the middle. There are about 50% of the companies um, that have historically worked and partnered with their HR um, uh, partners to uh, to administer the compliance training on their own system. And quite frankly, it's probably a better experience uh, for the users when, when you can do that. Um, there are uh, some compliance teams that I've seen go outside of their organization for a separate LMS. Kind of the challenge that you need to think about with that is um, kind of twofold. One, the extra cost to the business. Typically, those are done um, on a per seat basis. So the cost, if you've got, you know, say 50 or 100,000 employees, that are taking two or three courses each, you know that that cost can multiply pretty quickly. Um, and then, in addition to that, you have have the administration that goes along with that. Um, so even if you are able to get kind of a low cost solution for for an LMS, which there's a lot out there, um, then you can still kind of get internal costs a little higher because you have to pay somebody to administer. But yeah, there's a lot of really progressive learning management systems out there, Eric. That are doing some very, very innovative things. Um, there's there's a couple out there specifically that that are building analytics, uh, more detailed analytics, through uh, through a technology called TinCan um, that you wouldn't historically be able to to capture through a traditional LMS. And I'm that, not sure that, if I answered your question or if I just rambled a lot. No, no, no. I think you did. I, it, <laughs> it, it is it is important to note that you know there are some. St- Sort of structural, uh, histor- historical and structural is- issues with LMS systems at at many, particularly larger organizations that aren't going to be easily resolved. Um, the uh, you mentioned uh, analytics there too. That's another area uh, that uh, a couple of providers, uh, when you're talking about e-learning in in the compliance space in particular, 
have been uh, talking about here over the last few years. Uh, is that something that you see um, uh, uh, the, 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 the companies that you work with, the organizations you work with, uh, are they interested in getting, uh, getting uh, uh, first of all, getting exposure to more analytics? And, and if so, what kind of analytics do you think there's the most interest in or that you've seen the most interest in? So I think everyone's on board with the kind of data is power and everybody wants to have, have more and more data. Um, so I would say you know, the overwhelming majority of, of folks that I talk to and ask, are you interested in analytics? They say yes. Kind of the flip side of that is what do you do with the analytics when you have them? Right? So you can get reams and reams of data, but you really do have to do a couple of things and you have to kind of aggregate and sift through and take the time to make sure that you understand what you're seeing, right? And then you have to take action on that. Um, so the analytics that people are interested in when, when Hannah, I'm, I'm talking to folks, uh, you know, obviously how, how users did in certain, certain sections, right? So if you're talking about a code training, we want to see the kind of the percentage of users that, that did well or, or didn't do well on maybe uh, your and your corruption or your conflicts of interest or your harassment training. So you know where you have those gaps and you know where to fill them. I think that there's been some providers who kind of handled that through through the e-learning. Uh, you can also do that through some of the more progressive learning management systems as well. Kind of the other other data that you uh, you find people wanting that hasn't historically been available are things like, where did that person take the training? And when you look at kind of mobile technology, there's been a lot of advancements there that allow you to track that now. So mm -hmm. there's some systems out there. So let's just go back to the example where you've got half of your workforce that's out in the field, maybe driving trucks, and all they do every day is, is basically communicate through their tablet or their phone. And let's just say they're doing safety checks or they're doing some other sort of compliance training. The technology is there now for you to use the location services on your tablet or phone to basically tag where the user took that training. So if I'm doing a safety checklist on a crane, right, I can through through some details through the kind of the mobile technology see that John Smith was in fact at the crane when he signed off on a safety checklist and not sitting at home in bed. Okay. So those are some of the kind of new, I would call them new generation of analytics that are out there. Um, through mobile technology that you're that you're able to track that you historically may not have in the past. And those are some and really cool, innovative things. In a way, those kind of analytics you're talking about are related to the first thing we were talking about with mobile, which is this uh, sort of uh, uh, interactivity, uh, uh, you know, with the user. Uh, you know, you're you're getting more of a feedback loop on training. Uh, than you would with traditional e-learning, because to a great extent, e traditional e-learning was no different from uh, uh, live presentations, except that you could conduct it, you know, conduct it uh, more efficiently, uh, you know, across a broader spectrum and spectrum of time and place. But it didn't really change the dynamic, if you will. It was still more, uh, you know, instruction rather than any kind of feedback. And that's, to me, that seems to be, if there's an overarching trend to a lot of this is this notion of getting, getting more feedback from the learner, getting more data, um, 
about about the whole process that that can be beneficial. And that's really the you know, we we go back going back to the a few of the other things I brought up. So like the social learning, right? So the concept of the social learning is let's just say you you've got a facility. Um, and maybe you've got one or two people there that have been there for, for 20 years, right? So maybe if it's a manufacturing facility, you can have those one or two people, you know, take instructional videos on two or three of the key pieces of equipment, right, and share that amongst the group. And through kind of things like, like beacons or geofences, you can assign that training to people when they come in within a certain range of that piece of equipment. and kind of through kind of back-end things called APIs to communicate with the LMS, you can track that somebody took that training. So to your point, it's very interactive now. I can, I can, I can have the, tech, the technology is there, so when I come within 100 yards of a certain piece of equipment, I get assigned training now. Um, and then that record of me taking that training, it goes to my LMS. And then the other other interesting thing, which I may have failed to mention, there are things called QR codes, which you've probably seen. This is those little barcodes that you can scan with your phone. Um, you can use QR codes um, to basically have users pull training uh -huh. from 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 anything. So let's just yeah. go and go back to a piece of equipment. So you have a piece of equipment that that maybe somebody uh, who's who's more junior doesn't know how to use. They scan it with their phone or tablet. And it'll pull up the training. Maybe it's training that another user in the facility created um, and access that. So you're right. So it's definitely more interactive based upon mm -hmm. kind of where you're at and what other users may have created for that in the past. Yeah, it, it, it has some 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 applications that it's, I mean, it seems like. For lack of a better term, the 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 content for the 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 usable and useful <laughs> content for the mobile training platform is now just starting to come into its own. We've been, we've been expecting, we've had the mobile devices now for, you know, five or 10 years, but it's, it seems, and, and we've been expecting that they're going to impact training for at least five years, but now we're really starting to see how they're going to impact training. It seems to me, at least in the last right. you know, two years. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, the, the content, I think the content itself is kind of easy enough to, to, to get developed. You know, it's, it's things like getting getting the content kind of vetted, translated, if needed, yeah. approved, right, loaded, and then have the right tags on it so people know if they scan that QR code where it is uh, in the library and to pull that down and then kind of tracking it. And the technology's there. Now, granted, it's going to take a little legwork to get something like that set up. Um, you know, and I, I have talked to a couple customers who are kind of, kind of taking on that mobile strategy on their own and developing an app. For it and, and that app, when we think of training, that that line is blurred as well, Eric. It's, it's I, I would almost classify it as like information, right? Yeah. Um, so you know, whether it be your policies, right, safety information, um, you know, it's any other content that you might need to push to the location. So, yeah, a lot of companies are taking that on their own or developing their own app, or there's commercially available solutions out there as well that allow you to kind of just kind of plug that in. Um, and be able to kind of create and deploy content uh, through mobile. Uh, and then the great news is have that link back to your LMS. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and hopefully everything's captured. 
<laughs> right. It's a, yeah. No, it's a it's a it's a brave new world out there. Uh, well, Brian, I, I I can't thank you enough for spending a few minutes, uh, kind of talking through some of these uh, trends in e-learning. It's uh, an area that I don't I don't talk a talk to a lot of people on a daily basis about. So it's good to kind of plug back in with people who are dealing with it day in, day out to get a sense every once in a while. So I appreciate it. Oh, happy to help. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the time. It's always good talking to you. All right. Thanks for listening to Compliance Beat. Check out our website, compliancebeat.com. This podcast is brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Be sure to check us out at moorheadconsulting.com. 